everybody. Welcome back to the Rodcast today. How are you doing, Pastor Rod? I'm doing great. Thanks. Lewis, how are you? Fantastic. I'm doing wonderful. Praise the Lord. Um, So we're in this new series talking about understanding the times, and we're just talking about different things that are being spoken about in the world, spoken about in culture, Um, getting your thoughts on them, Pastor Rod, some biblical perspective on these. And so... uh, Here's, a, here's something I've heard a lot is that um, a lot, there's a lot of talk about this is my best life now, um, both in the church and in the world. Um, just is this my best life, Pastor Rod? Is this it? <laughs> straight in, straight in here. Um, I think it comes out of a good heart to say that, but I have to disagree. Um, right. I got, I got saved at 19, and if, if that was the gospel, if that was the promise, then life's been very difficult. And I'd have to say, really? Um, Is this as good as it gets? Um, Mm. And I don't want to be negative with that. I lived a great life, great family, um, you know. But I I just don't think this is what Jesus promised us. You know, he he started his ministry and he's out there saying to the guys fishing, Peter and and Andrew and, and John and James and the fishermen, and he says to them, you know, give up that and come and follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. That speaks to me a life of purpose. I think a greater thing than comfort or ease or whatever is that we discover this is a life of purpose. This is a life of doing something great with the one life we have. The the, the great CT studied in British history of missionary. He said, you know, only one life will soon be passed and only what's done for Christ will last. So this is not our best life ever. This is our serving life ever. This is our best, sorry, best serving life ever. This is our best purpose life ever. This is our only chance to see people saved on this earth. This is a life of uh, of um, significance, meaningful, destiny. Let's use a whole bunch of other really positive words. But to say it's my best life ever is probably a little bit unbalanced, let's say, um, I can understand it, and and I've, I've been thinking about this because I knew we were going to talk about this this morning. And a couple of scriptures come to mind. Is that okay? Just bring in here some. Yeah, please. Some, Let's go. You know, Jesus said in John ten ten that the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. And that could be seen as a scripture that says, "Well, that's my best life now." But if we take the second part of the scripture without the first part of the scripture, it becomes unbalanced, because this is the life where there is a devil. And he does kill and steal and destroy. The second part, Jesus is balancing that with the life that he gives is full of life, life to the full, life to the max. Yes, let's preach that. But often it's in the middle of people who have had something difficult happen in their life. And so some things people have been through, um, I've met, I can't say to them, this is your best life now. In fact, I'd say the opposite. The best life is yet to come. It's called heaven where there is a restoration, where there is a blessing, where you'll meet that lost loved one, where we can go back to that in a moment because I think it's important to talk about this concept of heaven. But for me to say to people, hey, this is your best life now when there's grief, when there's difficulty, when there's war at the moment in the world, where there's famine in Africa, where there's COVID in some countries where there have been a lot of deaths, uh, some of the countries here in Asia, to say to people this is your best life ever is not good news, <laughs> really. Right. It, it just is, is downright, that's what the devil is here on the earth and he's come to steal and kill and destroy. And so I would say that that is an unbalanced view of the world. 
um, maybe even a contextualized view of the world. In other words, con- there's the context where this is a pretty good life here, but in other parts of the world, maybe not. So it's not a universal thing. Let me say that. I right. think to say to someone, this is your best life now, it cannot be a universal statement, which makes it contextual. It makes it local. It makes it, uh, we've got to be careful mm. because... But on the other side, Jesus said, I've come to bring life. And so I want to preach the gospel of internal peace and love and grace and joy and the best life ever inside my heart, which is maybe what certain preachers mean, mm. but it's got to be given that context that internally. No matter what's going at the outside, you can have peace with God and you can have joy. Does that make sense? So I, I think it's a, we need balance with a mm. strong statement like that. And if you look in the eyes of someone going through pain, you would not say that. You would say yeah. Christ is here to help comfort you in your moment or your life of pain. Mm. And there is another life coming that you can really hope for. And I think some of the older hymns, although I, I don't sing hymns, but I've read a few sort of hymns about the, the you know, o- over the river, it's going to be good or um, when we get there. And it's talking about the land of heaven, which is going to be your best life then, <laughs> soon, one day. So that, that sort of opening it up, I don't know where you want to go with this, Lewis, but I, th- I think it needs balance and it needs care. Um, but yes, there's a balance. I want to preach all the good things, but I must understand that people are in pain at the same time. Yeah. No, it's great. I mean, obviously, it's such a wide topic, and I think it means so many different things from so many different people. Um, you know, and like I said it's not just you know you hear this phrase a lot just in in secular content. Business people talking about being the best you now, having the best life now, building the best life. Don't wait. Go out. Do it. Achieve it. Um, obviously, there's some good principles among that, but I think, like I said, we got to look at the whole world um, and to say to someone in a war zone right now to say, this is your best life now with Christ. Um, What, you know, (laughs) how are they going to process that? Right. And so I think, how would you, how would you rephrase this? Because, you know, I would say we agree with Jesus. Um, Mm. We can have, I guess the context of what is a, what's the best, what's best life now mean. Um, And because would you agree that there is, in the right context and explanation, there is the best life we can live on this worldly, in this world and our human bodies? Is there the best way to live? Again, context. Um, mm. I, I think I think there are some people that could really say this is an amazing life. We look at what we've got. It is the best life now. That, and it's only because of Jesus that we have this. And I would agree with my own life too. And, and you would, I, I'm sure, Lewis, with your your lovely family, and this is the best life I could have lived here on the earth. Mm. Um, so that's the second part of Jesus' statement, I've come to give you life and life to the max. So, wow, this is such an awkward thing, isn't it? Trying to yeah. <laughs> bring the balance. So this is mm. my best life now on the earth in the midst of pain and darkness and what the devil does in the midst of all that. This, this is the choices I've made with Christ are the best choices ever. Yeah. But I couldn't say that to a lot of people. You know, uh, Viv and I have lived in, in some different countries in our lives and, and one of them was in Thailand and we lived up in the, um, we lived in a city. We lived in a reasonable mm-hmm. house, but, oh, you know, it wasn't wealthy house, but it was a reasonable house in that area. And every day I was in the village 
praying for the sick, people with uh, AIDS at that time. That was the big disease uh, mm. way, way before any other disease about the generation was, was, was AIDS and was in that part of Thailand and, and praying for people and seeing people die and, and preaching the gospel that God is a loving God and God loves you. And, but I couldn't say to them, this is your best life now. But what I could say to them is God can come in and intervene in this difficult life. And mm. on the inside, you will find peace and joy. But to proclaim them, this is your best life, would be, mm. uh, well, it, would, it wouldn't be true. Yeah. Because I know there's there's better life here on the earth than that. Yeah, you know, coming from Australia or New Zealand, or I know there's I know there's a better life here on earth than what they're facing. Mm. So again, it's not universal. Yeah. It's not for everybody, and even within our cultures, there are people suffering that you can't just say, um, you know, you've, you've grown up in this family, and there was there was there was this, and there was that, and there was that, and this is your best life now. You you, you just can't say that. You you you've got to say God can make your situation better. The, the mm. devil has stolen a kill, but but God can make it better. Yes, 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 that is our gospel. The good news mm. is that God can increase. And the people in Thailand, the poor people, I was preaching healing, and and, and God can, can help you over time mm. to have more, you know, food and, 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 and whatever the needs are and to be part of that solution. But let me say it again right from the beginning. I said Jesus called those fishermen and he said, come and I'll make you fishers of men. Come mm. and I'll give you purpose. Come mm. and I'll show you how to impact your generation. Yes, yes, yes. That's the best life now. So yeah. I think the, the sentence needs to be further defined. This is your best life now if you're living a life of purpose. All right? So yeah. I, I would put a tagline in there, as long as you're living mm. for purpose and not living yeah. for yourself, this is your best life now. Yeah, because Jesus, you can't imagine him coming to those fishermen and saying, "Follow me," and it's just gonna—it's gonna be your best life now. It's gonna be amazing. Everything's gonna be okay. Everything's good. We're all good, and 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 it—it it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, in fact, if a lot I can of read ended another, up being killed for their faith. Yeah, they did. Both those men, or all those four men, died. Except John, those three of those four died for their faith. Jesus died on the cross for us. Mm. Yeah, which. He had to do to take away the sins of the world. But still, you know, would you say that's his best life now? That's that's his sacrificial life now. That's his Yeah. I've got to, I'm going to the cross. You know, he Yeah. He, yeah. And and there's a really important scripture here that I think also brings the balance. I was I, I knew the scripture was here and I looked it up before we came on. It's in um, mm. Mark chapter ten, where lots of difficult things are happening. Mm. And, and Peter speaks up to Jesus and says, we have left everything to follow you. So because, because we're fishers of men now, because we're following the call and, and the purpose. And, and Jesus said this, truly I tell you, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel, this is the good part, will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. There's, there's blessing, there's promise, there's lift, Redemption, um, and then he clarifies homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, fields, along with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. Mm. It brings this balancing act to the scriptures that mm. Jesus is saying, Peter, you've given up so much and God sees it and, and, and it's going to be rewarded because that's the way God lo- loves the Father. He wants to reward and give and, 
Um, but there's going to be persecutions <laughs> with this. Mm. And then actually um, the age to come is eternal life. So, so he starts pointing towards heaven that you've given up so much in this world, but you're going to pick it up in heaven. Mm. And I think this this discussion needs to come into this. This, this life is not a life of ease yeah. or your best life. Live it loud now. This is a life of purpose, living for eternal life, living mm. for the best life ever, which is called heaven. And it's really clear in that scripture, isn't it? You, yeah, you, God's going to reward you, Peter, and 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 Lewis and Ayami and others listening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or we could go to other scriptures where Jesus talks about the overcomer. But to those who overcome, I will give these things. Mm. So this life's not meant to be easy. Yeah. It's not meant to be easy and cozy and best life ever. It's meant to be purpose and sacrifice. And with that, reward and blessing now. But the age to come is the full reward. And I think, again, let me say that CT stud quote. It said, only one life will soon be passed and only what's done for Christ will last. And that's just something as a young believer I got in my heart. I said, Lord, I want to live for purpose. And all your mm-hmm. blessings are going to come and the blessings you promise, a great family, a great, you know, children and enough to eat and live and shelter. Believe all that. I believe, I believe all that. Mm. But this is not a life of comfort and ease for me. It's a life to be fishers of men and women and go and sow your seeds and, and, and go and do things and, and, yes, be blessed, but also know there's persecution there. And I think if we say to these young people, um, especially young young people working out what they are, hey, it's all about comfort, Mm. then they won't live a life of purpose because those two things don't actually go together all the time. Mm. They they can't because Mm. some of the best things in life are done through perseverance in the face of difficulty. You know, think of any sports team. You can't say, hey, go out there and play it and be easy and, oh, you lost 70-0, that's okay. You know, what? No, no, you, you've got to, you got to practice and, and you've got to go out there and, and be strong. And, and, and when you're down, you come back and you, so these are values that this generation loves to hear. I, I believe, I believe that there's a, a, there's a desire to hear, hey, Jesus says, hey, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. There's something to do. Mm. There's something to accomplish. There's something to overcome. There's something to achieve. And young men and women, I think, will rise to that. They'll also rise to, hey, this is your best life ever. Take it easy. They'll rise to that too, but they won't fulfill destiny. Mm. Oh, this is Just, big stuff, right? This is really yeah. quite an important theological discussion. Mm. Just as you're talking, Buster, I think where maybe some of the vibes happening for some people is you're talking about a, a purpose, especially when you're talking about eternal purpose, God's eternal kingdom, eternal life. When that's... When, when you're anchored in that, where that's your vision, that's where you're looking and you start talking about best life, it is about sacrifice and purpose and meaning because you've got an eternal perspective of we're not here for these just these 80, 90 years, whatever we get. We're here for, we're living for purpose, eternal purpose. And that would define what's the best life. If you know there's this eternity coming and that's how yeah. we're going to spend the rest of eternity, um, yeah. it changes how you think about life but if you're just thinking this life and there's no eternal perspective there you know if my you know my 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 thinking of if, if you said what's the best life you can imagine if i'm thinking eternal purposes 
often thinking just this life, it's going to be a completely different life. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where I think this divide can often happen is when we talk about the best life is if we're just talking about this worldly life and that's it, it's going to be about comfort and ease and enjoyment. Um, but if we're talking about purpose, eternal purpose, it's going to be about sacrifice and obedience. And, and I think, Lewis, there is a tug of war um, mm. on these two things, ease, ease and purpose. Uh, yep. You know, we look at a lot of, um, you know, in- influences who are showing a life that looks amazing. But really, is it that amazing when you're living it without purpose? You know, without a vision, the people perish, the Bible says. The people die. That word is actually die. Without a, without a vision, the people die. Now, we could talk about spiritually die or – but someone once said that, you know, you know, purpose is like oxygen to our soul and our spirit that um, if you're living ease, 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 I know, I know there's a lot of people saying it's great, but mm. I don't know. You know, I'm 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 63, and and I I hear of people who have retired ahead of me in the game, and after mm. a year of retirement, they want to come back and do something. Yeah, <laughs> they they can they play golf for a year, which is great. God bless them; they can play golf for how many years, you know, whatever. But there is mm. an actual loss mm. because they're just living with ease. And I think play the golf, but also have a purpose in your older years. You know, invest, yeah. sow, train, mentor, give. And play golf. So yeah. I'm not there yet, by the way, but yeah. <laughs> um, far from it. But I think people to hear that in the 20s is is yeah. just, just ease and, and live for yourself, I, I think is a fake message. I, I don't yeah. think it's going to lead to health. Um, mm. I, I don't think it's – I think there's going to be a wake-up call somewhere where people say, hey, you know, I, I wish I'd made other decisions. I wish mm. I'd lived for purpose and change. Mm-hmm. Anyway – after being a pastor for 35 years and talking to a lot of people, I think purpose, this is a life of purpose. Discover purpose. Know your purpose. Pursue purpose. And yeah, I know a, a, a guy being quoted a lot at the moment, Jordan Peterson. He's got mm. millions of followers, mainly men. He says, he was asked recently by someone, you know, what are we on the earth for? And his basic was purpose. <laughs> you know, mm. it's, it, and, and, everyone, and, and a lot of people go, yeah. Now, you might say, what's my purpose? Well, that's discovery. Mm. But I think if you say to young people, don't worry about purpose, it's all about comfort, I, I don't think that's the right message. And it's Jesus not reality said, because, sorry, go ahead. No you, no, you go, please. Yeah. Saying, I don't think it's reality as well because even if you look in the secular world, people are very successful in business. I mean, now with the age of internet, you've got people that are 30 years old and have $50 million in the bank and never have to worry about money for them and their children and their grandchildren. None of these guys ever retire. Like you said, this whole, this whole, even in the world, you see people, they retire and then a year later they're building another business because there's no, there's no purpose to it. <laughs> yeah. um, so even these guys that are, they actually make it, they, you know, the dream of retiring at 30 and unlimited wealth and, you know, set up your futures, your children, your children's children, um, and then the other thing you see is a lot of very rich, wealthy people are saying, I'm not going to give my children any significant wealth. They need to learn to live life. And if, and then they said, we've seen our friends do that and it's ruined their children's lives yeah. because they've yeah. had ease and comfort from yeah. day one. It's very interesting. There, there's a, there's a reality here in Asia and this is a big generalization, but there are some countries where young people are billionaires in their teenage years. Mm. And we've had some of them visit here in Tokyo 
and they're very nice young people. Like there's nothing upsetting by looking at them and they're, they're wealthy. But they're actually, you talk about what do you want to do and they're, they're blank. Mm. They don't even understand the question and, and I think that you're right. I think there, there is a, I think there's a concept of too much access to wealth too early. Um, I mean, I wish I had it, but <laughs> to some degree. <laughs> um, don't get me wrong. But there is a thing. There is a there is a yeah. there is a, gen, a generational component mm. of extremely wealthy young people that really don't know what to do, yeah. and we've met them, and they're nice. They're very mm. very nice people. Uh, they won't hurt, hurt anyone. They're very mm. nice, but there's like um, there's just nothing to live for, and it's like wow, um, mm. that's so interesting. Um, mm. And my, my advice to them would be come and serve in the local church with us. We'll, we'll come, come and serve. Um, we'll, we'll give you a place of purpose. Mm. We'll, come, 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 and, come and serve. Come and come put out the chairs with me. Come and serve coffee with me. Come And, and I, I, think, I think just serving all of a sudden changes. Um, and some of the people might say, I don't want to do that. That's fine. We don't force people. But mm. I, I, I do think giving them a meaningful purpose mm. will start to help. Yeah, um, and that's sort of way out of way out of left field. But we meet these people in different yeah. countries. Mm. This is a real thing, yeah. and I, I think there probably is sort of a a teaching in Proverbs that says, you know, wealth gained early or wealth gained quickly does not lead to all good things. Mm. Um, nothing wrong with wealth getting early, by the way, as I said. But it, it's it's just this 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 combination of things. Yeah. Where, where purpose is not part of it. A young yeah. person with huge money with purpose is going to be a world changer. Mm. So it's not about wealth's not the problem. Although the Bible does say the love of money is a root of all sorts of evil. So mm. if money becomes my love above every other love, I'm going to be a very yeah. selfish person and it's going to be destructive. But um, that's a different, that's for a different mm. podcast. But let me again get back to what Jesus said. Come. And follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Yes, mm. Jesus. Now, that could be in any area, IT, teaching, parenting. But, wow, I'm, he's going to make me to yeah. be an, a, a true influencer. <laughs> mm. Fishers of men and women. A true yeah. influencer. Lives for good. Yeah. I want to do that. But but, but here's, this, here's this tension between ease and comfort and, and purpose. Yeah. I don't think you can have both at equal equal levels. I think purpose must always trump or, or, or triumph, overcome, mm, yeah, for us to live a life of purpose. Yeah, yeah, it's, and I think of the um this the scripture in in Matthew chapter six, um, it's around nineteen twenty, twenty one somewhere around there, and it talks about. Um, you know, not storing up treasures on earth, but storing them up in heaven for yeah. where your heart is, there your treasure is. And yeah. I remember years ago when you preached a message on that, and you said, you know, it's it's not it's not a test of where your heart is at, but it's where you put your treasure. That's where your heart's going to go towards. And so, yeah, I think if all the focus is about having the best life now on this earth, that's where our heart's going to be. Mm. It's not going to be in eternal purposes. And then when we have the choice of sacrifice for purpose or choose comfort. Um, if your heart's in that, if your heart's there, you're going to choose comfort every time. Um, why choose pain and suffering if you can choose comfort, if there's no purpose behind it? 
I think this eternal view, we've, we've touched it on a few times now. I think we need to drive in there a little bit more. But there is another life coming. And mm. it'll make this life seem short. Yeah. This long life where so many in- incredible things happen and difficult things happen is a, a, a blip in history. Yeah. It, it is a blip in the history of, of the world. Mm. There's another life coming that's not a blip. It's it's eternal. It's like an eternal mm. string that just goes on and on and on and on and on. And, and Jesus is, is inviting us into that world mm. to live for that world. And and just, just one of the things about that world, it, it is your best life now or then. So let me read this. It's mm. a Revelation 21, right at the end of the Bible, in heaven, verse 4, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there'll be no more death or mourning. Mm or crying, or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. That's my best life ever, and I'm living for that. Yeah. I've, since I got saved at 19, I always knew that was what I'm living for. I want to enjoy yeah. this world, but live for that world. Mm. And that world is the world I can say there is a world. I can say it to anyone. It's universal. I can say mm. it to the wealthiest person in Australia or the p- poorest person in Australia, there is another world that you can be part of and it's going to be your best life and it's universal yeah. if you receive Jesus. Anyone, mm. the poor people yeah. of Thailand that had HIV that I spoke to and prayed for, th- this is not your best life. There's another world. There is another world. There is th- th- yeah. Live for that world. And mm. I think this drives us, right, Lewis? I, I think yeah. this-, this defines us. 100%. And... Um- yeah, please correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I've been thinking a lot about, you know, especially just preaching in the Western world and the Western church especially. And I think sometimes what happens is that we take eternal promises and preach them for this life. Exactly what you're talking about. You know, the, there is the best life. There is healing. There is all of this. And on this earth, we can experience glimpses of it, parts of it. You know, the Bible says like we're looking through this this foggy image of it. It's there, but we, we don't have the fullness of it. And I mean... I said, I've experienced so much of God's goodness and, and healing and blessing on this world, and I'm grateful for that. But what what's coming is so much greater. But I think sometimes if we take eternal promises and preach them for this life, it can lead yeah. to disappointment and people even losing their faith. Yeah. I, th- I think you're right. I, I think I think we might have talked about this before. If the millennials keep telling, if we keep telling the millennials and the Gen Z that you can do anything, anything's possible. And this is your best life now, and it's not, and you can't do everything. Then did we? Did are they going to stick? Mm. Because there has to be another philosophy or theology that makes sense in their world, mm. and and unfortunately, I think a lot will drift to um, philosophies from this world, mm. which you know Paul is talking about in two Corinthians about the the Greek the Greek concept of wisdom, you know. That, that that it looks so good it's it's amazing mm. but it's actually not going to help you at all this greek wisdom this mm. concept ancient greek not modern greek ancient greek wisdom is not going to help you and then he starts talking about this life with christ and the holy spirit and 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 live your life knowing that you're building something you're building and and what are you building with and he says you're building with this straw and chaff and it blows away or you're building like on gold and silver and precious gems that's going to have this incredible impact here and will be rewarded forever and ever in heaven and and paul is 
living in the Greek world here in Corinth mm. or writing to them. He understands it saying, hey, there's some really amazing things in their wisdom, but really that's not it. It's not about mm. this, the, the things that glitter. It's about things that are significant. And uh, I, I think there's so much in that New Testament really to, to guide us to there's another world coming, live for that world. Mm. It's, it's worth mm. it. It's, it's, it's long. It's eternal. It's, and, and anyone on this world has access to that world. Mm. But not everyone in this world has access to a great life now. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Um, maybe to, just to start wrapping, I mean, we could probably go on for hours about this and, and go back and forth, I'm sure. It's such a big topic. But what would you say to the the new believer who's just put their faith in Jesus? What can they yeah. expect? What kind of life can they expect to live here? And ha- how should they be thinking about this concept? I, I think we need to be honest. You know, th- th- there's enough teaching from Jesus to say, read, read about Jesus and, and, and think about what he says deeply because he's saying, you know, to Peter, yeah, you'll get some reward, but with persecution. Uh, I'll give you your best life, but there's also a devil who's going to try and take from you. And so it's this, read the whole scriptures mm. and reflect on every scripture because Jesus is the master of the universe and he knows. And so I think there needs to be that, that wide reading of the New Testament, especially the Gospels, and see what Jesus really does say. Because I don't see many scriptures there where he's just point blank saying, this is it, this is amazing, have a great life. I, I, there's very few. There's a lot saying good news is how God's going to help you and heal you and change you mm. supernaturally. And the Holy Spirit, totally, totally with that. That's why I'm a pastor. But in the midst of that, I can't look at a young person and say, you're amazing, you can do anything and everything's going to be okay. This is your best mm. life now, I think is a fake message. Mm. I don't think it's what Jesus preached. Mm. He said, this world is hard. There are difficulties. There's problems. There's there's a devil. There's temptations. There's some of you are going to die. He said to his disciples, "Some of you are going to die." Whoa! Thank you, Jesus. Um, <laughs> but in the midst of that is such purpose and significance and amazing mm. and godliness and community and best relationships ever. I'll say that this is the best mm. relationships ever. Life, uh, well, heaven's even better. So it's this balance mm. by reading the Word of God by journaling. By yeah. reading it and, and not glossing over the hard scriptures and saying, Jesus, what does it mean that not many rich will enter the kingdom of heaven? That's pretty challenging scripture. Mm. I, I don't want to be one of those that miss because mm. I have wealth in a wealthy country. Mm. I'm not saying I'm wealthy. I'm living in a wealthy country. I want to be one of those on the, the narrow road with you, Jesus. And so we, we're reading that, you know, um, Eugene Peterson, who wrote the Message Bible, calls it divine reading. It's it's a way of reading the scripture and reading into my life and thinking that answers a lot of my questions. This is not the perfect world. Mm. Jesus was tempted, didn't sin, but he was tempted like us. And I don't know, just re- reading with balance, mm. I think is healthy. Yeah, it, it to to chew the New Testament and the words of Jesus, to chew them up and. I don't mean chew them up and spit them out, but chew them up and digest them. Yeah. That's balance. Mm. And I think to answer your question, I think we'd say to a young person, you need to know that there's a balance of good and bad, easy and hard in this life, yeah. but God's going to help you. God's going to comfort you. He's going to strengthen you and you're going to be okay. Amen. 
Yeah. I, I think if we don't do that, it could be like the parable of the sower where it says some people mm. receive with joy. Amazing. Mm. But they had no root. And when opposition yeah. came because of the word, they quickly fell away. And I think unless we warn them, yeah, difficult times are part of life. You've got yeah. to look to God in the hard times. If we don't warn them, mm. people won't know what to do when the hard times come. I want yeah. them to be warned. I want them to be ready, filled with the Spirit, and overcome mm. and go on into greatness. Come on. Love it. God is good. God has good plans for us, but we're living in a broken world, and there is a devil. Yeah. There is an enemy. Yeah. That's the balance here, isn't it? You know, it God is. is good. Yeah. And and we can experience a lot of his goodness, whether that's internally or, or externally. Yeah. But, yeah, there's going to be challenges. And, and I think yeah. you're right. I think we need to prepare this next generation. You know, it's not going to be an easy, easy journey in these next decades from a lot of signs pointing in the world. It's going to be some tough, tough times in this world. Um, but, yeah, love it. Any, uh, any just final thoughts, Pastor Rod? Just everybody, God calls us to purpose. This one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. It's a life of purpose. It's a life of some sacrifice and some reward, but it's a life of getting ready for the real best world called heaven. Let's, let's, let's live this life well together. Come on. Awesome. Would you just love, love yeah. if you could pray for us, Pastor Rob? Lord, I want to thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much. You, you, you were very clear. You were very honest. You were very open about this balance, that there's a devil and there's a wonderful Jesus. And I pray, Lord, we'd get that balance right. We'd, we'd say no to the devil's work and say we want to do something about that. But we would live in peace and grace and goodness the best that we can here with your help. And I pray people would get this balance and live with this understanding of this is a hard world, but God is so good and with us all the time. I pray for everyone for strength, overcoming and purpose in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Awesome guys. Well, thanks for listening in and look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you enjoyed today's episode with Pastor Rod, why don't you subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this and we'll see you next time.